Rise in earnings overnight and AT&T on deck. Let's talk comm services, cell and 5G. Keith Snyder joins us, equity analyst at CFRA. Uh, so Keith, let's start with Verizon here. Stock stabilized today after the earnings. Uh, subscriber numbers that uh, seem to be solid. Is it enough to turn the stock around? Um, I mean, we don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, the postpaid net ads are only about 558,000. Um, that compares with the preliminary results that we've seen from AT&T of about 880,000 uh, postpaid ads and then T-Mobile at 844,000 net ads. So they're still lagging behind um, you know, the competition. And, you know, they've been kind of, uh, they've been using a lot of promotional activities to kind of prop these numbers up. And so, you know, we're not really sure how much they can continue to do in this space, um, especially with their net ads trailing the competition. Um, a lot of the earnings was spent with their C-band deployment. So now they cover 95 million people with their uh, mid-band spectrum. And that still lags behind T-Mobile at about 200 million people covered. And so Verizon really has a lot of catching up to do when it comes to both their network quality um, for 5G, as well as just, you know, they're restructuring their business. There are a lot of moving parts this earnings. We had the track phone acquisition, we had the media divesture. And so, you know, we're kind of waiting to see what the new normal for Verizon looks like. Uh, in terms of the promotional costs uh, for getting those new subscribers, is that showing up on the margin, uh, the bottom line? They still did post-adjusted earnings growth from a year ago, uh, from what I saw. Uh, should that be showing up uh, in a bigger way if they're having to eat into their costs or eat into the profit, rather, by promotion? Sure. I mean, a lot of the promotional activity comes out of just you know, meeting with AT&T, because AT&T was no different. They also were um, That's right. very active in this holiday season. Race to the bottom. Margins, but we'll see it in margins. Um, and you know, once these promotions go away, it's tough to see how they keep up with T-Mobile, who's been taking market share so rapidly from both AT&T and Verizon. I got a notification on my phone. Uh, last night that uh, my 5G is kicking in at no extra cost. Uh, my phone said 5G when I was connected before. What the heck is going on here? I feel like this thing is just a big myth. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, <laughs> it kind of is. Um, 5G, you know, we've had, looking back two years, you had AT&T coming out with 5GE, which was really just a rebranding of their 4G LTE network. Um, more recently, we've had 5G ultra wideband, which is what Come Verizon on. is calling their C band. And so, what? at the end of the day, all you're seeing as a consumer is faster speeds. There's really nothing else to it. Um, you know, the business use cases for 5G are yet to be developed. They um, still, you know, can't run on the 5G networks that we have today. There's still a lot of investment these companies need to do in 5G just to get these networks up and running and to actually start generating revenue from them. Okay, so uh, is this a pan for the whole sector, or is AT&T still the one deciding what price others have to meet, so they are the winner? Do you like owning any of these stocks, or are they avoids? So we have sell opinions on both AT&T and Verizon, wow. um, and then we actually have a strong buy opinion on T-Mobile. Right. T-Mobile is leading the race in terms of 5G. They got a lot of spectrum from the Sprint merger, um, and they're really, you know, almost a year ahead of the pack in terms of their deployment, just in both coverage, but also moving on to the newer, um, better technologies 5G has to offer. 
tomorrow. Verizon and AT&T are in catch-up mode at this point. Okay. Uh, what should we be looking for for AT&T? Uh, what's the most important uh, figure here tomorrow? Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what service revenue looks like um, and also whether equipment revenue, which Verizon actually reported very strong equipment sales, but, you know, it's supply chain sh shortages. You have customers holding onto smartphones for longer. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if their equipment revenue kind of keeps pace. Um, and then just to see what the company kind of looks like. Um, yeah, Warner Media spinoff. Time Warner spinoff. That's, yeah. We're going to be really interested to see what that uh, the commentary around that looks like. Well, what's the timeline look for that? Uh, when is that uh, fully completed? Uh, I mean, by the end of this year, hopefully. And okay. so um, we'll ha just have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, Keith, the useful, helpful force to get ready for tomorrow, uh, but uh, not really encouraging to the polls. But uh, the sell view has been right. Uh, the stocks have just had real trouble getting started, even before this uh, market volatility has uh, begun. I guess is that like the one, uh, the last, the real last question here, Keith? Is there a possibility here people will buy these companies just because tech's not working anymore? The steady cash flow. I mean, nobody's going to cancel their phone lines, right? Is that like any potential bull thesis there? I mean, you're, you're totally right. No one's canceling their phone lines. But when you look at AT&T and Verizon, just from a balance sheet perspective, I mean, AT&T, you're looking at about $170 billion in debt. Verizon is sitting at about $150 billion in debt. And so a lot of their cash flows are going to be sucked up by just trying to reduce their leverage. And so, you know, AT&T plans to cut their dividend when the Time Warner uh, spinoff occurs. And it's tough to call these, you know, bottom fishing stocks right now. All right. McKee, thanks for the thoughts. Uh, appreciate you being here this afternoon. Yep, thank you. Yes, sir. Mr. Snyder's equity analyst at CFRA.